0: Sissoko, finally waited. Erickson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora. And belted into the lip. brilliant goal. On debut, Tongue Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs.
2: Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Steven Bergman! Has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on
1: debut!
2: Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge
1: Aurier!
0: First hand hit Kane. Good area for Spurs. It's not afraid to shoot.
2: Wow, what a goal. Hurricane! That is exceptional. Is will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot.
0: And with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yann son from inside his own half has scored
2: one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What it do? What it do? I should play boy, Troubles. Um, welcome to the latest episode of New Spurs Order. We're here live and direct. We're not hiding. Uh, we're here representing for our beloved uh, Spurs. Got an all-star line-up, a duo here today. Um, we can pick Berbatov and Keane, uh, Kane and Son, Whichever duo you want to go for, whichever one, depending on your age. Um, Tobes, what are you saying, bruv? you saying it's been a long day for you. How are you keeping?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having me, man. Or oh, thanks for I'm happy to be here. But I got laser vision. I'm 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 locked in. I'm in the mo- I'm in the zone now. Like I'm here to talk about the Spurs. We need to get the job done. Yeah. I've worn listen, this kit is one of my favorite Spurs kits. So obviously it's from a season where we didn't do so well. For those who are who are listening and not watching, it's the 2013-2014 away kit. Honestly, fantastic, beautiful strip, but we played some fucking horrendous football in this. So <laughs> we played some fucking horrendous football. We've got a lot of pipings in this top, most notably that 6-0 against Man City. But hey, um, I hope this is not a repeat on Saturday. I don't want to see a performance, anything close to the performances that we saw in this, in this top on Saturday. I'm here to ensure that we get the job done on Saturday. Sorry, I'm gonna stop talking. I've been waffling. <laughs> get
1: the job done, get the job done. That's what we need to do. Um, talking about getting the job done, we have our resident doctor, um, smartest man in every room that he walks into. Um, tops, talk to us.
2: Yeah, what's going on, Dave? What's going on, Dave? Always, man. Always happy to be on with the boys. Um, to dissect the latest uh, performance by, by the boys, but we're yeah, always happy to be with you, man.
1: So that's good, that's good. Um, as, as ever, guys, uh, follow us on the social. Yes. Uh, if, you also, if you're a baller, if you're a baller and you support Spurs, uh, not only do we need you in the midfield uh, for Spurs at the weekend, but we also need you in our NSO 5, okay, in our touchline 5, our uh, five-a-side competition that we run against the other pods. So if you can jump in on that, please send us a message online. Uh, ballers only, okay, we don't want no Harry Winks So. <laughs> Guys, right, so we're going to jump into it. Brighton. <sighs> At the weekend, we had a 12.30 game. Like I said last week on the pod, I don't like 12.30 games. Um, if you're a betting man, they tell you never to bet on the 12.30 game. It's weird. It's wonderful. Um, no one really enjoys it. No one likes it, especially the likes of Ellen Clock. We had a 12.30 game against Brighton. Um, who had only just picked up their first win in about seven uh, by beating the the lads down the road. And, Toad, tell me how you felt going into the game.
0: I was confident. I I was confident that we'd win. I I wasn't expecting an easy game. I wasn't expecting a walkover. Um, I wasn't on the pod, but where I made my preview on my channel, I said, listen... I expect us to win, but I expect a completely different Brighton side to the team that we played the previous two times. Because, I mean, Graham Potter, he's played us three, obviously now it's three times, but prior to that game, he had played us twice. And I think we had beaten him using the same sort of tactics, albeit with with different players. Um, And I felt us playing a third time, him knowing how we want to set up against him, he was going to do everything in his power to negate that. So I was not expecting a walkover, but I definitely expected a much better performance than I saw um, on Saturday. I think, I think tactically we were outdone. And what worried me more than the tactics was that so many players had off days. Like, fair enough, it's one thing to be stifled by a manager's uh, tactical approach which I think was the case um, here and there. But the general base level of our performance was was bad. And we've had quite a few of those games in the past couple of years where Spurs were just putting these really, really bad performances. Luckily for us, they've, they've become a bit more rare over the past couple of weeks in comparison to what we're used to because that used to be sort of general practice as opposed to once in a blue moon, when you look at our form, our, our form guide over the past six or seven weeks, but the performance just wasn't good, man. Too many players, too many reliable players had sloppy, sloppy off days. So yeah, just wasn't a good day out, man.
1: Yeah, not a good day out. Um, Tops, what, what were your thoughts when you saw the lineup? Um, obviously, Matthew is out for the season. So, you know, there's a little bit of debate, you know, are we going to change things up? Uh, with Session maybe coming at right back, like we saw him, right wing back, and we saw him doing the FA Cup. Um, but he went with a pretty predictable lineup. Um, Did you feel like... What was key for you? Was it us getting the first goal? Was it us maybe getting into 60 minutes, getting them, you know, wearing them down, or whatever the case may be? What did you expect going into the game? Um,
2: similar to Toves, like, I thought based on the way that we've been playing in the last sort of 6 7 games uh based on the way that we've been performing especially in the second halves um the form that brighton were in didn't really seem that that good despite their win at arsenal the week before um the team has kind of you know kind of picked itself recently um so if i'm honest with you with matthew going out i i didn't really expect him to put um setting on on that right side, and I kind of just had to just, yeah, uh, lump him with um, checking way out a right back. I mean, it was a difficult one, if, if I'm totally honest with you, because, uh, you know, being there, it was frustrating, like, like we spoke just before we came on. It was just a frustrating game in the sense that we just seemed to lack lots of ideas. And even then, like, I still kind of felt, we needed just one chance, just one chance, just one chance, and in the end, that one chance pretty much never even came. I mean, it it, it did if you're going to count the the wine, the the Bergwin chance in the ninety second minute, but I mean, apart from that, it, it just didn't come. It was an off day. It was an off day. I, I don't know. I'm 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 in two minds as to why as to why it was that way, but. I think it was just one bad day. They've they've actually played fairly well and actually fairly consistently in the last sort of um, six seven performances. So a one bad game, sometimes you know you you are gonna have these days.
1: Yeah, but like like Tobe said, the fact that so many players had so many bad had bad games, yeah, and the drop off. It's not like you're just struggling to, you know, you have a bad ten fifteen minutes, like. I can't remember one player who really had any sort of consistency throughout the whole game. Maybe Hoiberg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Heuberg, maybe. 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 Um, but you look at, you know, Kulisevsky was quiet. He got taken off quite early. Um, Kane was quiet. Son, anonymous. Uh, we had zero shots on target. Zero shots on target for a team who scored the most goals in this calendar year. Now, obviously, we're not the ones to be doing calendar year ta- uh, tables. We leave that to the lads down the road. Um, but it is we were in good form. We've been scoring, free scoring as well, even when we were under pressure, like we saw in the Villa game. Um, so for me, it was a shock to see, like I said, so many under-subpar performances. Um, is it, Has Graham Potter maybe excelled himself and, and proven that he can kind of operate at a higher level, do you reckon, tops? Or is this just one of those caught us on a bad day, um, those kind of Premier League type performances?
2: I mean, I, I'd probably say it's a mixture of two. Uh, I think Potter is a is a fairly competent manager. He like is obviously very well um, prepared. He was very well prepared for last week's game against Arsenal, and obviously this game, um, and he used his players, in my opinion, like really, really well. Um, I just feel that in the bigger scheme of things, they haven't really played that well this season and their form hasn't really been great either. And generally, the table doesn't lie with this sort of stuff. So when I look at how we played, I think maybe he just he, he got it right and we just didn't have any... Um, what, what what can I say? We didn't have any comeback for uh, what Brighton were able to basically do, you know, um, in terms of how they set up um, in a very similar sort of way to us. Um, They left no spaces in the half spaces. Um, They pretty much outnumbered us in midfield uh, with their three to our two. And then when they were in the final third, they generally were a bit more explosive than us, Um, using Lamptey well, using Trossard well. uh, Whereas, you know, where Kane was pretty um, congested in in that sort of final third, with Basuma, Calcedo around him, we didn't really have anything in behind with Sun. And we had nothing in terms of offerings from our fullbacks. So, unless it was something special, it was going to be a long day.
1: It's a sad indictment that Trossard and Lamptey, Lamptey is obviously very young in his career um, and has struggled with injury over the past couple of years. Trossard, who's not a wing-back, um, it's a sad indictment that both of them put in better performances than the likes of Chicken Royale and Reguilon, who've been playing wing-back for the majority of this season. Uh, Tobes, is this a something that you expect that teams are going to try to exploit moving forward? Or is it just a case of maybe particular teams like we saw with Burnley? They did it to us a few um, a few games ago, well, six, seven games ago when they beat us 1-0. that actually, it's only when you come up against a team who's prepared to do that and force us out wide that we're going to struggle.
2: You're on
0: mute, bro. Sorry. Um, I do think more teams will exploit it. Um, it's just the nature of this league, right? Um, you can never one unless you're literally the best of the best with the best players to implement that style week in, week out. Um, you're always going to be susceptible, right? Um I I won't be shocked if we come up against um teams who who played away bright and played against us, but I also think the way they played against us isn't easy. It's not easy at all. I think it's a quiet, it's it's a high energy game, right? To to be in the right place to shut off the space over and over and over and over again, um, to press us the way they did, to to close us down the way they did, and then not just that, but to move the ball with the quality and bravery that they did. Um, I don't think many teams are going to be able to do that. And I think, listen. I'm the most pessimistic as when it comes to Spurs. You lot know that. But I came out of that game, I was thinking, listen, I'm, I'm annoyed, but sometimes you get done, honestly. Sometimes you just get done. Um, I'm not trying to hit the panic button just yet. I want to see how we do against Brentford away. I want to see how we do against Leicester at home. If this becomes a recurring trend that negates the good work that we've done in recent weeks, then... Then okay, cool. Then I'll complain. But for now, I'll give credit to what Graham Potter did. But I don't even think Brighton were listen. Brighton executed the game plan, but they weren't even that good, man. Like a lot of people are praising Brighton, and yeah, granted, to come to our ground and to execute your game plan is good. But they weren't even that good. I was. I felt more. I felt more danger in the forty-five minutes we saw against Aston Villa where we won 4-0, than I did against Brighton for the whole 90. Like, as bad as... as It's scary. As bad as we played, because we did play bad, like Top said, you still fought in the back of your mind. All we need is one goal. And we've got this here. And unfortunately for us, we made a mistake in the last closing minutes and, and gave them a goal. But if we don't do that, the game ends 0-0. So, yeah... I expect teams to set up the way against Brighton, the way Brighton did, but I don't expect every team to do it with, with, um, to do it with that level of success. I don't think you're going to find many more games this season when Son and Kane and Kolesesky are all shut down. Yeah? I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Well, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and people forget as well, like, team like Brighton have been playing that way for a long time. So, you know they've already got a lot of those principles from the way Potter likes to play already there. They can change, make a few tweaks here and there tactically, and still kind of affect the game as best as they can. Um, I just feel like the way that they set up against Spurs and against Arsenal was just very. It was just it was a very thought out um, method to to play against both of us. And you know, obviously they have managed to take points from both of us. So I don't know. Like looking. Looking forward, I kind of do feel that we need under Conte to find a new way of kind of counteracting this, if it it means a different tactic or a different style of player to maybe change it. But I do feel like this could be something that we could worry about in the future. And I don't want us to feel almost that we are too robotic with the automations and the way we use our fullbacks and the way we use Kane so that we can't actually have any sort of creative freedom in the final third to be able to break teams like this down when they when they offer us no space, they overload the midfield, they make it very difficult in our final third year.
1: Yeah, and that segues into uh, my next point about Conte and his <clears throat> flexibility, or lack thereof, well, I'm going to throw it out to you guys. First, I want to make a reference to uh, basketball. We have a few basketball aficionados in, within the new Spurs order. Um, a few years ago, uh, the likes of Yanis uh, and uh, Milwaukee Bucks, got to the playoffs um, and Yanis is an ascending superstar in the NBA and Toronto, I think it was in the playoffs, they did what they, they built a wall and essentially the Milwaukee Bucks had no um, uh, plan B to overcome uh, what what was the defensive shape and defensive uh, system they were coming up against. Um, is, is this what... Conte is now finding, is it a case of he doesn't have the players to switch things up? He doesn't have an extra midfielder that he trusts to go to a three, five, two, um, or is he, is he really that inflexible? Uh, I'm sorry to say either one of you.
0: Is it inflexibility? Fantastic analogy, by the way, fantastic analogy, coach, uh, <laughs> coach Dave. honestly, yep. um, I think, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Um, one, Brighton, let's not forget, they're a side who have gone to Anfield and by all accounts should have beaten Liverpool. They played Liverpool off the park at Anfield. They went to the Emirates. They won. They went to Stamford Bridge. They got a point. Has that deterred Liverpool from steamrolling teams at home? No, it hasn't. Did that deter Arsenal from... um Well, OK, maybe their one is more recent. Fine. But Chelsea or Chelsea, G, you, you get the point I'm making. I do think, though, in these games, yeah, we need to be fair. Um, And I think Conte needs to be fair. I think what I mean by we need to be fair is in some of these matches, when a system has been working so well, when it's got us all these goals, when it's beating all these sides, for people to just expect this guy to just change it, like, straight away, the moment there is the the smallest bit of adversity... It makes no sense to me, yeah? It makes no sense to me. We've seen matches where, like Leicester away, where he stuck with his shape. He stuck with his shape, even when I was criticising it, me. We were criticising it in the the chat. Sorry, I think there's like, I can't even, I'm not sure what that is, but I think there's like background noise. Who's that, is that me? I don't know what that. I think it's gone now. I don't know. I don't know what that was. But anyway, um, yeah, like it, it's 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 paid off. So I think I think when people are like, oh, why doesn't he want to change? Why does why doesn't he start us off with a back with a back four and stuff? I'm like, bro, this guy is clearly trying to to get this team to to be well drilled in how he wants us to play. How are we gonna do that? Sorry, I think it might be Utops. How are we gonna do that if he keeps chopping and changing? So I have no qualms with Antonio Conte starting with a back with a with the 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2, three, whatever he wants to play, um, pretty much in any, any game he wants to play. Where I think he needs to be better is when it comes to the moments where your plan A evidently isn't working and you've tried to to sort of swap players within that plan A. So Brighton is a good example, yeah? First of all, he shouldn't even be bringing on Lucas Moura um, before Vine, but that's a different discussion. Um, but, hey, he brought on Lucas Moura to play in the exact same position as Kieliszewski. And then he takes off Benton Court and brings on Harry Winks to play in the same position as Benton Court. But when Brighton are already set in their shape and are with... Are withstanding anything we've got to throw at them or everything we've got to throw at them in that shape, where you've got the last sub left and you're chasing the game. Do you need to take off Sun for Bergvine just to maintain the shape you're playing? Why couldn't he just switch it to a back four, put Ben Davies on the left back, keep your top Premier League goal scorer on the pitch, play Stephen Bergvine on the left, play Sun on the right, whatever. Play that bonehead Lucas Moura in the 10 because we all know he plays central anyway and play Kane up top. I think little things like these, little little things like that, he doesn't do enough of. And I'm constantly fighting this fight with my friends in the group chat when they say, oh, he's too stubborn and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because I I criticise people who want this guy to just change at, at the moment things ain't working well. Like, what, what manager does that? Jürgen Klopp doesn't do that. Pep Guardiola doesn't do that. But there will be moments where you've tried relentlessly to make your plan A work, and you can see that a different a different option at that point in time in the game could potentially be the difference between Spurs getting a point or three points. And I think in those moments, he has to be less stubborn. But this is Antonio Conte, right? <laughs> This is this is who he is. This is this, is. this is this is who he's always been. Yeah, every manager is going to have that soft that weak point, and this is this is his. Yeah, and I think
1: um, it's interesting you said that about you know just just for ten minutes, give us something different for ten minutes. Um, it doesn't have to be wholesale changes, but you know even if you, can you sacrifice uh, on and bring on uh, Bergwijn? You know they. There wasn't much attacking impetus once they got their goal. Um, could we have done that? Uh, I think you, you do need to keep your best players on the pitch, and I think yeah, this kind of addiction to the shape um, it can it can kill us. You know when you're chasing the game, um, and the quality of our bench we've known this since maybe 2016, 2015. <laughs> the Quality of our bench is just not good enough. Okay, um, we have players that have played well upon occasion, Lucas Mora. Um, but they are not consistent enough. <clears throat> they don't walk into any other team in the top four or top six. Um and we need to be realistic about that. So are we expecting too much from Antonio Conte to bring on players, <clears throat> put them in maybe difficult or different positions to what he's been training them week in, week out, day in, day out for the past four or five months. Tox, what's your thoughts on that? Um is it are we asking too much of these substitutes? You know, the likes of a winks more
2: um and anyone else? Um, can you guys hear me? Okay, it's not making noise or anything, no.
0: no, we can hear you no
2: now we can hear you now. Okay. Let oh, um, me uh, go. Off. Here I here agree. Go off. I agree a lot with what Tove's just saying, um, in the sense that I find it like when when Conte first came in, we had that Mura game in Europe. I just find it amazing that some people were like. He's got to play a different tactic. He's got to do this. He's got to do that. Use the players that we actually have. And I think myself, like, in many respects, I hear what you're saying, but Conte has literally won in different leagues playing this way. He knows exactly how he wants to get the best out of these players, and he knows exactly the positions and the profile of players that he needs to play in his style. So, yes, I understand that, like, whilst it's very important that he plays and completely sticks to his methods because obviously, like you said, Plop, uh, Klopp doesn't really go away from his methods. Pep doesn't really go away from his me- methods. You know, arguably some of these system managers, they never really tend to go away from the methods that they are most happy with or the most comfortable with. I do also kind of feel in many respects as well that like, Conte is probably looking at the team and now, I actually feel that he's found a like a, you know, like similar like when you're driving and you've got your clutch and you've got the, the gas, kind of a, a good biting point where it's real precarious in terms of the team selection because the people in the team currently kind of know what they're doing, and he doesn't really want to upset the balance too much because, say, he brings in a Winks for, let's say, a Benten, he loses the progressive sort of um, in behind, well the like, the quick passing and then the progressive sort of passing. Say he brings in a Lucas for Kulu, he kind of loses that that killer first touch. That moving from right into the central areas and also that sort of goal threat. So I just kind of feel that like right now, I think probably the biggest issue is that Conte doesn't have enough of first of all the profiles of players that he wants, and also I actually feel in many respects that the players that he has, I think he probably thinks he can get better players who can actually be upgrades on lots of what we have, and if you have upgrades in, in the positions that you know he wants us to have upgrades in what he wants us to implement and how he wants us to play, it almost doubles down even more and, and it becomes even more prominent. So for now, yeah, fine, you know, he's, he's come in November or October time and his methods have kind of got going and we're in April now and it's kind of looking good. But I imagine as well, in his head, he's probably thinking, there are there are better players who can definitely play in these roles and do these different things for the team that I would want them to. Personally, I still don't think that the, the squad players that we have, I mean, in many respects, I like, I don't really have any comment on Winks because, in my opinion, when Winks come on, I thought we were going for the draw. I didn't really see anything of it. And if you were there at the stadium watching that match, you you would see that cameo, which I would call a hall of shame from Lucas. And that would be any reason to prove to you why Lucas shouldn't ever start for the team again. So he probably has these sort of opinions of these players thinking, OK, fine, if they're not going to start for me, let them be impact players. And even then, they can't perform at like the required level. I mean, I don't don't really know what Lucas was doing when he came on. Um, I don't feel that Winks offered any more than Benton when he came on. I don't think Lucas... I, I, I was kind of surprised that, you know, with us chasing the game, or not chasing the game, but trying to win the game, that he took off Sun. I thought that if anything, he maybe would have gone to a back four. And he hasn't, for some reason, used Burge as like a second number nine, which I think he kind of likes him in that role so in many respects I was kind of questioning it but then also as well I just felt that like we were just like a blunt knife on the weekend we didn't have any incisiveness our attacking wing play wasn't working our sort of finding areas in the final in the half spaces in the final third wasn't really working we seemed to we just I don't know like we seemed a bit labored second balls we weren't winning uh it was a it was a multitude of things but I think for Conte I like I completely back the manager in terms of what his style of football is and how he wants to play. And I just kind of feel that like, whilst yes, he could put, he could be a bit more flexible. I just, I also feel like he's also working with um, just blunt tools in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's something that we, we've known about our team for, for a while, you know, We've been a first-11 team for a number of years. Um, Pochettino was able to make something work out of that. Um, Conte's doing the best he can. But let's be honest, these bench options shouldn't be at the club if we're going to be serious about getting back into the top four and being a top-four team for the foreseeable number of years um, and progressing to any sort of success. Um, So let's move on. to talk about that aspect. We are still in fourth. Um, by account of our goal difference, and um, because there was a obviously Arsenal lost at the weekend. Um, who's it they played Southampton, was it? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. they went and lost, um, after we did, so you know that kind of equaled it out. But they had a game in hand, okay, which they've had for a number of months now, the Chelsea game. Um, which they played last night at the time of recording. And, you know, Chelsea put out their European Cup Winners' Cup team as opposed to anything else. And, you know, they lost 4-2 and now Arsenal are joint on points with us. Okay, so we're in a situation where now, I know we've said every game matters and it's a situation where, you know, we need to win every single game. At the same time, what chances do you give us, Tobes, to get it done?
0: <sighs> <laughs> Fuck it, man! It's the six games left. Literally six games left. I'm going. I'm going all in for Spurs, man. Uh, when can we put some faith behind this team, man? Listen. I didn't think six weeks ago that we'd be in this position. I didn't, but we are. We're in this position. If you had told me, um, maybe oh, I'm trying to think of it. After the the um, the Burnley game, that Spurs would be okay, like fourth, um, clear on goal difference, heading into these to these fixtures. I'd have bitten your hand off, and now we're in it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't trust this team, but Sutton's got to give, right? L- Even if it's at Arsenal's expense, Sutton's got to give, right? Um, so me personally, fuck it, man. If we lose and we miss out, we miss out. But now I'm actually going to get behind the team, and I think we can. I think we can get it done. I think we can get it done. No more, no more fence sitting, man. No more, no more getting splinters on my ass because I'm fence sitting, like. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going for it. Spurs, Spurs, we're going to get top four, man. I'm going to speak it into existence. Um, I've always said it, even if it comes down to the game at White Hart Lane, even when we had no Romero, Son, whatever, I am ready for these guys at that game. I will be there front and centre. We're going to beat them at home. I've been saying this to Coogs and to, to a couple of my friends for like six, seven months now. Yeah, you can ask them. I've been saying this for the longest they ducked us in january they ain't going to duck us in may yeah we're going to beat them at home and we just need to let the rest take care of itself like if we can get as many points as we can and make sure we're not cut adrift or if anything if we can build up a buffer and if that's the difference then back us to go through so for me personally i think <clears we> get, <throat> i think we'll go right right up, right up until the final day but i think we'll get top four Wow, but well, up to the final day. I don't know if my heart can take that another season.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm <laughs> old, I'm getting old, guys. I'm thirty-three in a few weeks. Make <laughs> actually. Um, who's saying? I'm, we're playing a team on my birthday. I hate when Tottenham play on my birthday because I, I can never focus on anything else. Um, mm. and it's pretty sad. Um, we got Burnley at home on my birthday. And um, you'd hope that would be a comfortable game, but you know what Spurs are like. Exactly. Um, and I know I've already posted in the group chat about on my birthday when we got spanked by Newcastle a few years ago. So, you know, it's one of them things, okay? And um, so, Tobes, I love your enthusiasm, but I would absolutely love it, Kevin Keegan-style, I would absolutely love it. I'd love um, it. <laughs> if we could be, you know, almost home and dry by the time we get to the 12th of May, you know, Arsenal lose that's next couple of games and we're winning the next couple of games it doesn't actually matter with the North London derby. Um, but I do believe it's not going to be that case. I do think it's going to go down to the last few games, and that twelfth of May North London derby is the most lucrative, the most important North London derby um, of recent times. And um, tops, what's your thoughts? What's your confidence level? And um, you're a doctor. You deal with prognosis, diagnosis. You deal with things being precise. You know, you you're you're you're, I, I know you might be a man of faith somewhere somehow, but. Are you one to to give in to the divine, or are you cutting this with a with a surgical analysis? Um, um, what's your thoughts? Um, this is
2: this is like crazy, man. It's uh, it's something that's been like super tumultuous for me this season. Up and down, inconsistency. Never really, never really thinking that we could do it. Um, this is like really cutting to the heart of it now. But I, I think we do it. Uh, I just I just feel that like we just have a bit of an edge in terms of our games, um, and I feel as well like like tobes that like that one game at North at, um, at Spurs on uh, the 12th of May is just a game that I feel that like we just will turn up for, and it's a game that we have to win, and I feel that should if we win that, that should be, I'd probably say enough to get us over the line. Um, I, I know it's a, it's a it's a tight one, and people will probably look at us and say, you know, were the do we really deserve to be there? But you know, it's been a bit of a bad bunch this season, and if it means we're going to be the best of that bad bunch, then then so be it. Um, I do feel that we've turned like a bit of a corner with Conte since he's come now, um, and despite the the one bad result, I just feel that like we've just got a little bit more of of, of an edge over um, Arsenal and Man United, and in West Ham, you know. And to be honest with you, generally, I always believe as well that the table doesn't lie. Um, we're not here by by accident as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay faithful. And I'm going to stay hopeful as well that uh, we should just nick it. I don't think it's going to be a gap thing. I really I, I think it will come down to a couple of points, if that. Wow.
1: So, we've got six games left. I'm going to ask you guys for your predictions. In terms of how many points we'll get from those 16. We've got, I'll just run through the games that we've got. So we've got Brentford this week, 5.30, uh 23rd. We've got a two o'clock game against Leicester uh Sunday the first. We've got 7th of May at 7.45. Whew, away at Anfield. Oh good lord. Um we've also got the Arsenal game <clears> on <throat> the 12th of May, another evening one. Um, Tottenham Burnley on the Sunday at 12. Uh, and then Norwich City to to round out the season. 18 points on offer. Um, 18 points on offer. I'm going to go to you, Tops, first. What do you reckon our record will be? How many points will we get?
2: Okay. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Um... I think off the bat we get I think we get thirteen. I think we get thirteen. Um I think we win the, the last three. So I think we win at Arsenal, we win against Arsenal, we win against um we win against Arsenal, we win against Norwich, we win against Burnley, we lose to Liverpool, we beat Leicester, we draw against Brentford. times I
0: think I think 13. Uh, I don't, I've not actually counted it up but if I maybe I, I'll go through the fixtures as, as I do and then maybe I can count it so I was I'll say we'll get a draw against Brentford I think Brentford will drop points I have a Brentford on, Brentford I think will drop points uh But then you know what? Nah, screw it. I'm going to go for a win against Brentford. I think Leicester coming off the back of Europa League. uh, I want to go for a win, but I think Spurs, we're not going to win in all these matches. So either one of Brentford or Leicester, I think, will drop points in. So let's just go Leicester. I'll say a draw. Um, Liverpool, I think we're losing for sure. Uh, and then after Liverpool's North London derby, will win. So that's, what, that's seven points so far. Um, and then Burnley, straight after the North London derby, that that could be a banana peel, you know? I can't even lie. But to be fair to us, <clears throat> we flogged, we flogged Burnley viciously the past two times at home we've played them. So I'm going to go for a win there. And then, what's after Burnley? Norwich, right? Norwich
2: away, yeah. Last day of the season.
0: Uh, we should win, right? We should win. But, <laughs> it's just Spurs, right? It just doesn't, just it just, Listen, it never runs that smoothly. Tottenham and the last day
1: of the season is enough to
0: give me a migraine.
1: Okay? Newcastle. Yeah. West Ham. Uh, even Leicester, when we beat them 5-4. It. It's just like... You know, we played Leicester twice, in The past two seasons. And one, one season we beat them 5-4 and it was like Vardy versus Kane in like a, you know, battle rap, um, you know, Midnight Madness. Shout out to uh, Sousa from Tay Rock and Amanda. Um, it was like the maddest thing ever. And then we played them last year. Was it on the last day? Um, and we had to win to get into any sort of Europe. Um, obviously, Gareth Bale kind of decided that one. Um, I think it was Leicester. And yeah, like this is always a madness on the last day of us. So that Norwich game, yeah, we should win. They're, they'll probably be down by then. Um But boy, you never—they might win. want to play
0: for pride or some shit, man. This is what I'm saying. That's the they thing. Don't want to play for pride? Um, I remember we was was it was it Burnley? I remember when we secured top four under Harry Rednap. Jesus Christ, He got these weird spammers in the, in the chat, crazy people. Um, was it Burnley? it was it was Burnley? We had we had beaten Man City, um, away to clinch top four, and then we went to Burnley and we lost four two on the final day. Luka Modric scored that really good goal, but we lost four two. So I can see Spurs dropping points in more than t- so. We have six games left, I think. I don't know if we win four out of four out of six. I can see maybe another draw there, but fuck it. I'll go with I'll go with four wins out of six. Yeah, so four wins out of six plus a point. I'll go with tops thirteen.
1: Thirteen points. Yeah, I, th- I think where we are due to, to drop some points. Obviously, I think yeah, Liverpool. Uh, I don't think we've got enough to put them away. Um, obviously, we've got a draw early in the season, but. The situation at the moment, they're going for the, um, the title. They're going to need to get as many points as they can. Um, I think that Burnley game is tricky because, even though yes, it's at home, it is you know the, the North London derby is at seven forty-five on the Thursday. We're playing at Sunday on the, at twelve o'clock. Um, <clears throat> we know what our team is like playing two games a week. <laughs> like you've seen it before, West Ham and the Mora game, or whatever it was, um, Rennes, or whatever it was that we played before them. <clears throat> it's one of the ones where we just need to make sure that we we, we get the points when we can, by right? the easier games, the Brentfords, the Leicesters. Um, and then we see what we're doing, um, going into the Liverpool game. If we can get a point there, that'd be great. I think we're going to lose, but, you know, if we can get a point, that would have been great. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, <coughs> it's a bit mad. Uh, but yeah, thirteen points I think is a fair estimation, um, and hopefully that's enough. And um, just real quick on the top four ways, do we see um, do we see Man United as a threat? Just yes or no. Man United's is a threat now. You know Ronaldo. You know he's got that hat trick nah, in him. Maybe nah, something. Nah, nah, I don't.
2: I don't believe so. Anyway, I think it's too much at this point.
0: Fair play. Fair play. I yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna get out. It's weird a month and a half ago in fact maybe a month and a half ago two months ago I was so sure that man united still the team to beat despite their horrid form just just by virtue of the fact that they have the better players on paper and yeah. you just expect them to click right but with united whilst mathematically it's possible i just think there's too many there's too many variables that they need to go right for them to actually string together some form. I mean, this is a team that haven't even won three games in a row this season. And with us improved the Conte in recent weeks, with Arsenal as one of the, more, the most consistent sides in the league in the calendar year, I just think right now, us or Arsenal are much better placed to get uh, the fourth spot than Man United. They're just way too dysfunctional, way too dysfunctional. Too many players are out of form, Too many players are on holiday mode. Plus, they got injury problems as well. They got no midfield up against Arsenal on on Saturday. Pog was injured. McTominay injured. Fred injured. So they're going to be playing like a 50 year old Matic again, who's obviously not going to have the legs to cover as much ground as he does and and doesn't have the energy to to put in a top performance week in, week out when he's playing. So I think Man United are done this season they're not going to get it top they're not going to get top 4
1: interesting interesting um <clears throat> so quickly just to round up uh let's, let's look at the uh Brentford game um 530 so arsenal play man united at midday okay so they've got that 12.30 slot um so one of our quote unquote rivals for the top 4 uh, position will drop points at the weekend one or both you know both could drop points in terms of it could be a draw um <clears throat> which probably would be the best option for us, um, and then 5.30 Saturday evening, we uh, we, we were playing Brentford. Um, now, we, we played them before this season, uh, handled them quite comfortably. I think we all went to that game, or a number of us went to that game, um, which was great. Um, Topps, I'm going to come to you first. What's your prediction for how you reckon the game's going to
2: pan out? It's going to be a difficult one. I'm not going to lie, it's not going to be a difficult one. Um, I've been doing some reading today about Brentford. Uh, Thomas Frank, you know, he's, he's got them set up quite kind of well. They're in a good spot for at the moment. I think five, last six games, five wins, one loss. A uh, big win away. Um, at Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, last minute winner um, at Watford last week. I think even in the London derby tally, their second... They're the second best team in London at the moment, after Chelsea. Um, so they've, they've been doing okay. Um, they've uh, got Mbwemo playing really well. Tony's got, got got his goals. They've got really good workhorse. Star midfield in Norgaard. Um, Jan Alton and Eriksen, who's added some real quality there. And they don't really give that many goals away, um, especially at home and especially in London derbies as well. Um, it's going to be a difficult one. It's going to be a difficult one. Um, you know, this season they beat an Arsenal there. They just about lost to Chelsea there, uh, but it, but they it got it back at blood at Stamford Bridge. And we're on a bit of a we're on a bit of a horrible run away from home in London derbies. I think the last four or five we've lost away from home in London. So I don't know. It's going to be a difficult one. I. I just feel that like we need to score early. If we score early, we don't give them the chance to kind of build any steam. We don't really give the chance for the fans to get behind them, um, and then we can also relax a little bit. I feel that I feel like that's how we've been playing recently when we've been getting the goals, um, going into second halves with, with a bit more freedom. Um, <clears throat> but one thing as well that really does kind of concern me is. Um, the fact that their midfield is really full of runners guys who work extremely hard on the ball you know at the moment you know they're playing this way without even having frank onyeko or um sergio Canos, even in the team both been, have been injured for a fair bit so the fact that you know they're having players like Norgard and Yana and eriksen playing at a good level and all all playing consistently together at the moment um i feel that that's going to be a big issue for us because again teams have kind of been setting up to kind of overrun us a little bit in that midfield and cause a little bit of problems in, like, um, stalling Kane in that sort of um, area that he likes to drop into. But again, you know, I feel like we have enough quality. Um, I feel that the team will also look at a lot of their mishappenings from um, the Brighton game and try and do as much as they can to fix their rights. Uh, plus, knowing as well that they're going to gonna have to um, get the job done if Arsenal do win at um, 12.30. I think it's going to be a tight one. Uh, in terms of a game result, I'm probably going to give it as a draw, a score draw. Um, and if anyone is to win, I think we might just nick it. But I'm probably more leaning into a score draw just because they're, they're a difficult side to play at home. Interesting. Um, I think
1: it's going to be a draw. Um, I think 2-2. Two, two. Um, but if we do, yeah, if we if we if there is a winner, I think we will nick it two one. But <clears throat> I can see it being one of them horrible games where you know it's it's kind of tit for tat, a bit like the first half of the the Arsenal Chelsea game where, where both sides weren't really playing good football, and um, and you had four goals. Um so yeah, I think this is the game that we drop points. I think Leicester, I think, will be able to take them um, coming off the back of their Europa. Um, exertions so I think this is the game where we might <coughs> maybe struggle to create um, chances um, those kind of sellers part type narrow pitches um, their fans are going to be up for it at half five you know evening game they know that they're the only game on you know Sky probably be down there whatnot. not um, could be a tricky one for us um, obviously we hope not but I do think this is the one where we do the, drop those points for, um, for a draw Tobes I'm going to let you round up the, the The Brentford preview, would you reckon score wise?
0: I mean, my head is telling me to agree with you lot because that's what I've been thinking as well. That type of atmosphere, late afternoon kickoff, they generate a lot of noise in that stadium as well. They'll be up for it. Five wins in six. Really, really, really dangerous threat from set pieces as well. And listen, Norgard and Yanel, they can play that's the thing like not just the fact that they work hard they they're not afraid to progress that ball like they can pass that ball forward um and then Ericsson into the mix as well man you, listen you lot know how I feel about him so it's it's one of those games where you look at it the way they play at their ground spurs could spurs could collapse do you get what i'm saying um and Everything in my head is telling me to to go for a draw here, but I'm still going to stick with a win. I think we'll edge this one 2-1, man. We need a reaction after last Saturday, and there's no better place to get it than their ground. And I think more importantly than just picking up the three points on the day, I think picking up three points in this fixture, knowing how well they've played, I think sort of puts the onus back onto our top four rivals that we're going to take this right up until the end.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah good point good point
1: so there you have it guys um we've discussed the weekend gone looked ahead to the weekend to come uh it's 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 tricky it's it's, you know as the kids at my school say it's a sticky one still um it's gonna go down to the wire i reckon and it's gonna be twists and turns you know teams are gonna drop points um we just have to make sure we're we're in the running, you know, when when it really all gets decided, um, and give ourselves the best chance. It'd be nice to see a Kane goal at the weekend. Um, hasn't scored for a while, um, four or five games or whatever. Um, not quite Nuno-esque tapping out. Um, obviously he's been contributing to our play and getting assists and whatnot, being a crucial part of our attack. Uh, but it'd be nice to see the big man score. I know I say this every week when I'm on, but it would be nice to see him score. Um, I reckon our two goal scores. You know in the two two draw two one win I think it'll be Kane and a defender I think maybe we might sneak a Romero a header or something like that um but we just gotta go for it just gotta go for it no I think what I think all of us can probably agree on this and anyone listening who us who's a spurs fan what disappointed us the most yes there was a subpar performance but the lack of energy the lack of effort last weekend right we can't have that. Everything has now been caught up. You know, the, the games in hand situation is pretty much sorted now. We know what we need to do. We have to get the three points. We need to go in there and the mighty Spurs away to Brentford, go get the result, and we move to Leicester the following week. So, guys, if uh, if you're listening, like I said, follow us on, on our socials. Make sure you, you show a lot of love to uh, whether it be YouTube, Twitter, uh, retweet, follow, tell your friends to your uncle, to your cousin – tell um, everyone you know tell our rivals tell them to come listen to our joy and our pain hopefully not much more pain this season um, but yeah tell them to tune in and we will see you hopefully on the other side of a Tottenham win so long farewell see you next week peace rim,
2: brilliant goal. <laughs> on debut
0: Tongue Ondombele has scored the equaliser it's for Spurs take it out of the way.
1: Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwine has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.